the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome back to the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast, the show that aims to give you all the tools, information and advice you need to plan your wedding your way. We all want to look and more importantly feel our best on our wedding day and today we'll be chatting about how to do just that with freelance beauty therapist Kira McCluskey. As you know by now, we're not here to flog expensive skin creams or harp on about swanky skin needling treatments. Today's episode will be a practical, real talk guide to pre-wedding beauty, whether you're all in for fortnightly facials or you just want to do the bare minimum to avoid a breakout. And we won't just be talking skincare either. We've got lots of questions for Kira, from when to wax before your wedding to what tan to use on super pale skin. I think the me's of the world uh, who don't really buy in in a big way to like beauty treatments and products still want to know about these things, about the like cool facials, the trending words in beauty. So it'd be great to actually put those to Kira and tell us like which ones are worth the cash and the effort and which ones you should just avoid yeah definitely I think the beauty world is really intimidating or can Mm. be it doesn't have to be and I think it's become a lot more democratic with the internet because you have all these vloggers and youtubers and instagrammers who explain things a little bit better but then you go into a shop and you feel like you're about to be swizzed so I think today's chat will be good for yeah getting a feel for what ingredients you should be looking for what exactly you should be asking for and what yeah really really need ahead of your big day yeah we did pick our guest on this episode really carefully because I think you can like someone's personality on Instagram and be interested in like oh what face cream do they use but really what I want to know is like what's the science behind it why am I using this acid what does it do for the skin how does it do it how long does it take to do it and all of those pieces of information are something that Kira as a professional will be able to give us One Fab Day Expert Wedding Tips We know all about the hard work that goes into planning a wedding so each week we dust off one of our best insider tips to make managing the budget, logistics or flow of your day that little bit easier. Selena, you've got today's tip and I believe it's about a topic close to my heart. It is. It's about wine for the (laughs) meal and how to tell how much wine you need for your meal. So obviously this is something that every couple will probably have to work out if they're having a seated dinner. Yeah, we get this question a lot. A lot. And I got sick of trying to answer it in person to people. So I made an entire post about it and I made a calculator. It's a very good calculator. I used all of my leaving certificate math (laughs) and I made a calculator. So you literally can go on to 15day.com You can find our post on um, how much wine do I need for my wedding. It'll be in the food and drink category. I'll be on the homepage last week and this week. So if you do a bit of scrolling, you'll find it. We'll link it in the show notes, of course. And basically, I've given you a basic formula if you'd like to work it out yourself. And I've also made a calculator and embedded it on the website. So all you need to do is put in your own deets and it's right there. Um, And one tip I would give on top of this as well is if you think you're the kind of person who's going to be fretting about people not having enough wine at the meal or people feel like you haven't been generous enough or if that's something you think you're going to worry about, I would say to save yourself worrying on the day, whatever your results are, up it by 10%, Mm. which for most people will only end up being a few bottles. Mm. I think it's worth the money, number one. To save yourself, you know, not listening to your father's speech because you're worried that maybe the wine is running out. Mm. And also, 
you might be able to get some of the money back from the extra wine depending on how your venue or your caterer or the wine producer works so you can always ask them what their policy is for if you order too much wine worst case scenario you've got more wine to drink after your wedding yeah worst case scenario they'll send it off with you in your boot Mm. and you know you'll have a nice couple of weeks after the wedding (laughs) yeah Uh, what I love about this is it doesn't just take the old adage of a half bottle of wine per person because I don't actually think that's realistic depending on who your guests are and how many you have um so yeah this calculator is a lot more accurate yeah you check it out yeah I think if if nothing else just do it to keep me happy because (laughs) I poured my heart and soul into this thing send the clicks Selena's way (laughs) thank you the One Fab Date Wedding Podcast. A few months back, we had the wonderful Aidan Corcoran in the studio to talk wedding makeup. And in among all the chat about product recommendations and tips for your trial, we were overwhelmed by the volume of questions that came in about skincare, grooming, and pre wedding beauty treatments. And as versed as Claire and I are in the mantra of cleanse, tone, and moisturize, there is a limit to our expertise. So today we're joined by a seasoned expert who's going to answer lots and lots of your questions. Kira McCluskey is a freelance beauty therapist with almost 10 years experience in facials, laser treatments, waxing, tinting, tanning, plucking and painting nails. She's seen it all and is perfectly placed to guide us through our pre-wedding beauty timeline. She also happens to be the person I trust with my eyebrows, so I'm happy to vouch we're in safe hands. Welcome to the podcast, Kira. Thank you very much. So we're going to start with skincare, which seems to be uh, the thing that all of our listeners and readers really want to know the skinny on. Yes. We got so many questions about skincare and I think it's uh, an area that people feel like they need to be doing all of this stuff and prep. And a lot of people were like, how much of this stuff and prep? And how I much should need? I be spending on it as well was a big one that came in. Yeah, a lot of questions okay. um, about how do I get ready for the big day without spending literally half my wedding budget on facials <laughs> yeah um so that's the first question is how can i prep my skin for the wedding without spending a fortune um i would always recommend going and getting a facial mm-hmm. first anyway just so i suppose they say what type of skin you have if you have any skin conditions if there's acne going on or anything like that they say kind of six months to a year is when you should start prepping the skin and if you're going to be getting facials every six to eight weeks, that's going to rack up. So, yeah, it is pricey. You're definitely better off getting even a course of three facials if you can. It does take four weeks for you to see any difference in the skin. Um, because of the layers of the skin, it takes four weeks to go from the bottom to the top. So how best to do it on a budget, I suppose, invest in a facial and see what that therapist recommends. Trust the therapist. I think that's really important. You don't want to be going somewhere where they're just throwing a load of products and they just want you to buy a load of products that has mm. to work for your skin and I think that will help you if you can kind of say well I know my skin is dehydrated or I know I'm oily um, or at certain times of the day I'm oily it's about knowing your skin so that you know what products you don't need and that your list doesn't end up being the length of your arm um, a basic routine I think is really important um, and repetition your skin likes routine and it likes repetition so you know your double cleanse your um, acetone a little spritz serums and moisturizer like it doesn't have to be a really a 20 minute routine you can have five to ten minutes but it's once you're using the right products for your skin your skin will change as well so when people say oh how many moisturizers do i need we change our clothes spring summer autumn winter and your skincare is unfortunately the same your skin will change so you have to change your skincare so start off with a professional and um, see what they recommend and make sure that they're invested in your skin i think your gut feeling you know whether you get on with the therapist or not and if you mm-hmm. trust them and that's where to start from, yeah. 
Can I ask what might be a stupid question? No, there's is, no stupid questions. <laughs> is double cleanse just cleansing twice? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, so people get me. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the famous, like, you know, skincare guru, Caroline Hirons, really brought this in, you know, double cleanse. And... I was actually shocked when I started working in a salon at how many people don't know how to clean their face. And I don't mean that, like, condescendingly. They just, I suppose years ago, the beauty industry comes down to a lot of marketing. And years ago, do you remember it was like the Anne French cleanser milk and your, like, your cotton wool type mm. of thing? You would need face cloths. Go to Penny's, get 10 face cloths cheap. Maybe grey because mascara doesn't come out with the white ones. <laughs> and I would say, yeah, always, if you wear a lot of mascara or eye makeup or makeup, use, like, um... I don't like the micellar waters, but use them to get off the mascara mm. and then go in with your two cleansers. Your double cleanse should have two separate cleansers. Okay. Okay. And we can talk about that as well if you like. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be super expensive. Usually they'd say like people are wearing SPF now or their tinted moisture has SPF. So you're going to need something with an oil or an emollient or a balm to lift that dirt out. So your first cleanse is usually take off your eye makeup remove, uh, with your eye makeup removing your mascara or your makeup. Your second cleanse, typically, I know you can't see my inverse comments there, um, <laughs> is like, you know, going with your oil or your balm or your milk. And then your your actual second cleanse, I call it. So I need to do three. Okay. So your actual, like, last cleanse then is to cleanse the skin. So that's really important because you want the cleanser that's going to treat your skin then, if that makes sense. Mm. So the first kind of two are just to get the stuff off your face. Essentially and then if, makeup removing. Yeah, and let's say you have a day where you don't have makeup on. I'd go in with, like, let's say um, an oil cleanser or a balm cleanser. And then hot face cloth, nice warm water, good judge around, and then go back in with your second, with your milk or your oil. And that's when you can kind of give your skin that good massage as well. Mm. And you want to kind of have that bit of erythema, that bit of redness going through um, the skin. Face cloth, take it off, hot, clean water again. And not scalding, not just like lukewarm water. Mm. Um, it's very confusing, yeah. I think the jargon and all the, the beauty industry and when you go into the beauty halls, it's very overwhelming mm-hmm. as well, yeah. Yeah, because it's just, yeah, you do hear a lot of these words and you think you're yeah. supposed to know and then You're suddenly like, it feels too that? late to ask. Yeah, so double cleanse. It's two <laughs> cleanses actually, but then, you know, mine is nearly a triple cleanse because I take off my mascara yeah. with like, you know, an eye makeup remover or something because mm. it's just it's dreadful coming out of the face yeah. cloth. So. Otherwise it'll just be all yeah. over your face. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't know you'd recommend two different ones. In my head, you just yeah. use the same one twice. So that's good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're learning so much, Kira, <laughs> yeah. already. Uh, somebody asked what kind of facials should they get in the run up mm-hmm. to the big day I presume you would recommend they find a good facialist exactly. and focus on that rather than getting the like yes. hot new facial yeah I'm not into that and there's like I won't even say the facial that's gone around at the moment but there's a new Instagram facial that a lot of people have been sent for and it's like being heavily promoted and right. I don't agree with one of the treatments they do in it because I think it's too abrasive on the skin you essentially let's say you have I don't know um, hormonal acne which a lot of women would have so you want to go in lasers and IPL treatments and things like that that's what you want to be getting to treat um, peels and things like this this is what's going to treat the skin um, they'll be able to tell you what type of cleanser you should be using and um, if they talk about masks and things like that a clay mask never spend a lot of money on a clay mask it's essentially dirt so don't spend a lot on it. Like you get a boots job, that's grand. And um, hydrating face masks, I'm all for them. Anything that says hydrating, give me it in bucket loads. I just want the hydration because 90% of the time we're all dehydrated constantly, and that's the difference. Somebody I think was asking about dry and dehydrated skin. Mm. So dry skin is when your skin is like flaky, 
you know when you put a product on your skin and it feels like it doesn't absorb into it it's just yeah. sitting there and um, flakiness irritation that's dry skin and usually people with dry skin have a skin type and that's dry skin dehydrated skin is basically everybody and that's basically um it's a lack of of water in the skin so you know if you put on your makeup and you're like where's my makeup gone it's gone very patchy and it just disappears or if you put a moisturizer on and it goes straight away you're you're dehydrated so um i always treat people though for dehydration anyway because we're always always dehydrated so you want hyaluronic acid that's a big ingredient that you should be using day in day out 24 7 12 months of the year you should be using a hyaluronic acid in your morning routine and for those kind of new products where yes. it's very ingredient led yeah yeah is there a certain percentage people should be looking for or is there like are the cheaper products because there's a lot of brands that just do the kind of generic ones the and ordinary. are they good yeah yeah so basically there's so much like vitamin a vitamin c they've been around for years and they've been in lots of products i suppose with the industry and with instagram uh, the information is spreading faster so people know what they're talking about now mm. and you know they know what in things vitamin c is great for brightening vitamin a is essentially retinol now there's so many other i won't even go into it there's retinol there's retinoic acid there's retinoids um anything that you get over the counter let's say the ordinary or i don't know paula's choice or any of those they will have a good strength retinol in them or a vitamin c but they're not going to be extreme you know whatever you get in a salon will definitely be a higher percentage um so no yeah they do work i like some of the ordinary stuff yeah i really do I like Indeed Labs as well. They're in Boots. They do a really good hyaluronic acid. Somebody was asking about melasma and pigmentation. They mm. do a really good product called Peptobrite, and that's to brighten pigmentation. So there is a fabulous peel, a set of peels for melasma. It costs quite a lot of money. So if you are on a budget, Peptobrite is a really good product for lightening. So yeah, I think what I would say is get to know your skin. And when you're cleansing your skin, look in the mirror and say, right, what am I today? Am I dry? Am I a bit oily? Mm. Am I this? Because the more that you know about your skin, it's going to save you a lot of money, you know? Mm. Um, like I'm, I was typically oily as a teenager. I suffered with very bad cystic acne. That's why I went into beauty. Um, now I think I was treating my skin as oily the last 10 years. I'm not, I've totally changed. My skin is probably normal. And in the summertime, yeah, it's a little bit of an oil slick down the middle. So I changed my my routine and my skincare based upon that, you know. So if you wear acne as a teenager, you know, your skin might have, it probably has changed and you could be treating it as it was. Um, the Ordinary are great for products. Um, be careful of what they come in. So like the vitamin C from The Ordinary comes in silicone base. And I bought this and it's a good product, but I wouldn't use it because I don't like the feel of silicone. So even if that was 10 euros or 40 euros, if you don't like the feel of something, you're not going to use it. Mm. Find an SPF that you like, because if you don't like the texture of the SPF, you're not going to put it on your face every morning. La Roche-Posay is a good high street SPF, by the way. Um, I really like that one. And Avene or Aven, um, it sits very well under makeup in the day. And your SPF should be the last thing you put on as well before your foundation oh before I was like before before your foundation foundation. (laughs) no before your foundation (laughs) you're working with novices (laughs) be very clear (laughs) not the listeners just make (laughs) clear Um, and you mentioned there about how we're basically all dehydrated yeah which is fair Uh, someone asked about things like drinking water Mm -hmm. and diet and whether you think that really has a huge bearing on the appearance of the skin I do yeah I think not so much for I wouldn't say like um Acne for me is usually, it's genetic or hormonal. Mm-hmm. For me, I had it both ways. Um, so I don't think if you eat a Mars bar, you've got acne. No, nothing like that. But I know, like, let's say you go to a wedding on a Friday 
and you're eating and drinking and then the Saturday there's loads of sugar and you're eating and drinking and then a Sunday you have the fear so you get a takeaway Monday morning I will wake up with a spot Mm -hmm. and you'll be looking dull and flaky so your lifestyle will smoking and alcohol 100% because they dehydrate the skin so you're going to look dull and ashen Um, water doesn't necessarily hydrate the skin Um, it's your fruit and veg actually hold more water content so that's actually better for the hydration of the skin but the water definitely flushes out toxins so of course you need the water um, but I would say yeah like the top layer of our skin I think it's like 20% of water so hyaluronic acid definitely in there loads of water to flush out clear the toxins um, and I think people don't do enough of like a facial massage on their skin with mm. like a nice facial oil because when you just get the, it going like or you know you can do lymphatic drainage massage that's all to get toxins out and the other day somebody was talking about um, dark circles under the eyes and I would suffer with that that's it's usually genetic if you look at maybe your parents or your aunt they'll they'll have it and you can minimize the appearance of that with certain eye creams brightening creams but it, it is a genetic kind of issue um but I actually done a facial massage the other night on me because I was like oh my god my I have two young kids my eyes were so dark underneath and I just done like a facial massage with a nice oil that night and my skin was brighter looking and the eyes didn't look as dark so all those things do work I think it's getting things down to like a 10 minute routine for yourself in the night and I would say like the minute you come home let's say you get home at six in the evening then do your skincare routine because you want to sit on the couch watch whatever you're watching and then your products are working you're not just lying down on the pillow and the pillow's getting the benefit of all your products you know you want them to be in and on your skin but yeah diet definitely high fruit and veg like what like you know cucumbers melons that type of thing high water content veg and fruit lots of water and supplements definitely work um if you do suffer with chronic dry or dehydrated skin omega fish oils but it will take i mean minimum eight weeks to see the benefits of that and for me what really works as well if you have suffered with acne or bad skin um is i take a probiotic and that has changed my skin like i don't even get a hormonal spot anymore and probiotics so I'm very much so for that type of thing with omegas and probiotics for the skin definitely yeah amazing and in terms of I know you mentioned probiotics and you Mm -hmm. mentioned omega-3s what do you think about the supplements that are specifically marketed as like collagen beautiful skin beautiful hair supplements would you recommend kind of going into the pharmacy and asking or how do you figure out what's um, I think there's a brand called isn't it Perfect Till? Yes, and that's for hair and nails. It's actually quite good. Yeah, it is quite good if you suffer like you know we'd have people. I want to prep my skin for my wedding. They're really brittle. They can't grow a certain length. And I'd say, well, have you tried this? And like, oh yeah, yeah, and it really works. It does work. Yeah, I think again, it's to know what you need. If you're dry or dehydrated, omegas. And in general, I think you should just be taking them anyway for really mm. good skin health. A lot of people don't get enough fish in their diet anyway so they're just brilliant for your skin um and a probiotic just i'd take it as well because it's good health so it's really good for your skin yeah they do work the perfect till one does work for hair and nails okay i've heard as well you need to like commit as in you can't take them for three weeks and say this isn't working for no, me you and, like, need to give it a few thing. months like i think out of sight out of mind so like my um probiotics and things like that they're beside my coffee machine because mm. it's what i go for in the morning is coffee and i'm like oh grand there they are take them in the morning um like let's say you've dry hands at night I keep a hand cream by my bed it's the last thing you see at night you're going to pop it on it takes two seconds you know just keep things in your eye line so that you'll remember to do them yeah I love that tip as well about doing your skincare routine when you get home you from get home, work yeah, yeah. because then I'm not going to get too tired and fall to asleep yeah, on the couch exactly. and yeah. just be like oh, I don't want to do it yeah. now yeah I think I'm doing well if I do a single cleanse before bed so yeah just come in in the evening and do yeah. it and then I even put like tonight now be hair up in a bun and be hydrating face mask or something on my skin whatever it needs tonight you know and then you can tell that off before bed so you're not going to bed with like a sticky face mask on Mm. and then just put on your your night serum or whatever you put on yeah 
We're learning, learning a lot. so much. <laughs> uh, one listener has written in to ask, what should someone do to reduce redness? It depends what the redness is. So there could be redness from like acne scarring. There could be, it could be rosacea. And um, there's a lot of people could be just super sensitive. Um, and at this time of year, you know, if you don't wear anything on your face and you get off the Lewis and the wind and the rain are kind of mm-hmm. belting your skin, like that could be that. So if it's that type of thing, I'd say definitely wear an SPF because it, it, um, it protects the skin like a barrier. Um, rosacea or things like that, you can definitely go in and get peels and get, you know, um, treatments tailored to that. Um, and I think the vitamin C is good to have as well because it brightens the pigmentation in the skin. So it's always a good, like, a basic thing to have in your in your um, cabinet, you know. Like, you always have a pseudocreme. Always, everybody should have, like, a retinol and a vitamin C in their cabinet as well. So, What's the pseudocreme for? The pseudocreme for everything. Oh. Not spots. No, not spots. Okay. But anything else. Or Cicaplast is another one, a brilliant one from um, La Roche-Posay. So, um if I wear a certain type of foundation I break out and it's like little lumps or bumps under the skin or you know if you get off a plane and you just feel um, kind of patchy and gross Cicaplast mm. it's a really thick balm but it's I think it's actually for babies' bums but I use that as a mask after I fly or during flight or if I just use a new product and I'm like oh something's just reacted there this is brilliant for getting the skin barrier back to normal it's a really good one to have on your press while you mentioned flying someone did get in touch and said they have an 8 hour flight on the way to their wedding yeah. so they want to know how to avoid a breakout avoid alcohol on the flight tons of water um, I would go with no makeup on my face mm. and I would mask it up. So yeah, sheet masks all the way, hydrating sheet masks. If you are particularly like oily or anything like that, a little clay mask maybe, but I don't know if people are brave enough to do that on a flight. <laughs> I would be. <laughs> <laughs> a little clay mask, you know. And after a clay mask, I always would do a hydrating face mask because the clay can be quite drying. Um, again, get on the probiotic straight away. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Someone asked about um, dry skin and how mm-hmm. to combat that. What are your kind of top tips? Um, dry skin is a lack of oil in the skin. Is this on, I'm guessing it's on the face, maybe not the body, I'm not too sure. I think it's skincare related. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so basically you'd be changing your, you'd be looking at your moisturizer. I wouldn't be using anything, um, don't use like too hot water because you know, we think we're freezing off, getting into the shower and hot water. And I'd never clean your face in the shower either. I'd always do it at your sink. I know a lot of people do that in the shower <laughs> and they're like, oh, this is great. It's so quick. But like, it's a really hot, usually a temperature and it's just, you know, it's, it's not great. I, it's grand, but at your <laughs> sink in front of your mirror is better because then you can look at what your skin needs. Dry skin, yeah, I'd definitely look at changing your moisturiser and um, anything that says Hydra, you know a lot of those French mm. brands, it's Hydra Late or Hydra or whatever. Anything that says Hydra or hydrating is what you want on your skin. You can use a face oil. Face oils are great as well. Um, you get you know, Cleansing oils are different. I know it's very confusing. Cleansing oil or a face oil. Face oil is like a serum or a treatment and that's what I'd be giving it a good massage with. Um what else would I be doing with dry skin I don't think a lot of people are using an exfoliating toner um, you know we think of toners as the toners like again years ago you cleanse yeah. and tone um, exfoliating toners so like your glycolic acid salicylic lactic all those things um, would definitely glycolic would definitely help yeah glycolic acid mixed in there as well and can I just ask mm-hmm. about the facial massage? Is that something you can do yourself, teach yeah. yourself how yeah. to do? Yeah, there's like loads YouTube? of things on YouTube. Okay. Yeah, if you look up Nicola Joss, she's a really famous facialist in London. Um, if you actually follow her on Instagram, she constantly has amazing, you know, I'm always like doing my jaw thing. And she always, <laughs> and she's actually, um, she created, she wears gloves for this. She created the um, 
facial inside your jaw. A lot of celebrities get this done. So she puts her fingers inside your cheek and it like sculpts your cheekbones and things like that. It's really, really popular celebrities. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So oh if God, you go onto her Instagram, you'll see. Other world yeah, you're introducing yeah, yeah. me to. So um, she has really good tips though, like really basic, you know, get your jaw line done and lymphatic drainage and just very simple steps and great to add into your, your nighttime routine. Yeah. Really yeah, because I think that's what a lot of this is about is trying to come up with something quick small quick practical it's small little changes that, that you're going to yeah. stick to as well yeah yeah that you can do and you're not thinking god I'm not going to do and this don't every think day of it for like a year a chore either like like maybe it's because I have two young kids I run up the stairs to take off my makeup like I'm like this is 10 minutes of pamper this is amazing put on some music you know um, stick a hair mask I'm like loving my life upstairs (laughs) yeah but I mean I don't think of it as a chore you know Mm. and just kind of get to know your skin a bit better yeah yeah I think part of it is if you do it earlier when you're not yeah definitely straight in the door especially in the winter because you know it's darker earlier and you just want to snuggle down so up get your comfies on take your makeup off a couple of face masks like nice yeah again you're more likely to do it if it's an enjoyable part of your day and you maybe light a candle or you have music on or whatever you do to like zhuzh yourself and also i just think it's like you know when you come home and you have a shower when you just you just feel i just feel i love taking off my makeup from the day you know Mm. and you think I just think that like if you're walking around there's pollution and people smoking and all that gross is on your face so you just need to get that off. You don't want that going to the pillow, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you've touched on this already but mm-hmm. someone has asked how do you avoid a dull complexion? Yeah, again, I would say um, people would notice especially this time of year we're all kind of looking a bit grey and stuff, yeah. So definitely a facial massage will help in your routine vitamin c in the morning to brighten your skin and vitamin c is an antioxidant as well so that's going to fight against free radicals it's going to fight against pollution and things like that um and what else yeah definitely an exfoliating toner probably a glycolic in there as well not every day um with percentages and things like that ease yourself in to anything that's a percentage or a glycolic acid every other day or like a couple of times a week you know I think a lot of us go hell for leather because we want to see like instant you know Mm. and that's the worst because then you could break out you could have sensitivity irritation and you're like I'm not going to use that it's just because we're too you know rough and ready for our skin just Mm. little and often is better like yeah someone has asked us should you prep your skin differently for a winter wedding um, yeah, just kind of what I said before, like in the winter, your, your skin will be drier and more dehydrated. So definitely have a lot more hydrating masks. Change to if you're using like an oil or a balm cleanser, I would go to like a milk cleanser or a very light gel. Um, nothing foaming. That's going to dry out and dehydrate the skin even more. And I definitely up my omegas definitely for the winter, for a winter wedding. Yeah, that's it really. It's just, I think they do try and confuse you, I suppose. And it doesn't need to be confusing. It needs to be simple enough, you know. Mm. And once you're cleaning and regular, get like a four or five step routine and have it down and be consistent. Don't do it on Monday and say, oh, I'll do it on Thursday. Every single night, you know, quick and easy. And on the flip side, then someone mm-hmm. asked about when their wedding is going to be in warm weather, the mm-hmm. summer or a destination wedding. Yeah, the in a hotter climate and things like that. Mm. Um, I would say so in the summertime, you're going to want probably like an oil or a gel cleanser, something light and fresh to take away the oil. Um, what else I suppose with your skin it's not going to be I suppose it's really more the makeup for the wedding in a hot country so they'll know like primers that won't budge and things like that um, face mists are really nice as well especially I meant to say that for when you're flying so oh, yeah. um, a really nice face mist Caudalie do a gorgeous one Armavitchka do a gorgeous one Clinique do a gorgeous one Moisture Surge that's more budget and it's a huge bottle that lasts for ages and if you go through duty free clinique always have it in a set and it's really good and like if you're at the office dry dehydrated and you know at three o'clock in the day you're just feeling a bit meh the clinique moisture surge spritz is absolutely gorgeous just to kind of give the skin a bit of a hit yeah 
I mean, I always carry those sprays, mm. but I never think they actually do anything. No, they actually do. Yeah, they do. One listener has asked how they can prep the rest of their skin on their body, the body. pre-wedding. Yeah, so I would say, again, find something that's quick and easy. Like, you have to be prepping the skin, especially if you're going to be having tans and things done. So, like, I have the exfoliating gloves in the shower. So do them, not every day, every couple of days. Um, find a moisturiser that you like, because I know... Um, think that you had an oil or something you're like I'll only use that night time I won't use it in the daytime yeah. so there's a lot of though in shower you know ones that you spray on they're grand if you're really strapped for time the best thing to do like let's say in the evening is get out of the shower pat your skin dry not totally dry and then pop your moisturiser on top it'll absorb better into the skin mm. if you suffer with keratosis pilaris that's chicken skin on the back of you know the arms the back of the legs and that's kind of after winter as well we've had our skin covered up you want lactic acid so that's fantastic for breaking down the keratin the little balls kind of basically and um, there's a really good product called ameliorate it's a body moisturizer and hmm. um, you get that in harvey nichols and you get it in boots i just love that it's amazing and it works it is pricey i think it's about 30 euros but it works like when a product works it really does work i think dove do a high street brand and it's fine i don't like the smell of it so i'm not using it as much as the other one so it's all dependent on what you like hmm. what else would i say um yeah, I suppose just dry body brushing is great as well for getting the circulation going. When you stand on your mat and brush it up in circular motions towards the heart, that's brilliant for getting your circulation going. So if your legs are a bit dull and dehydrated or your body, that will help. Um, Sarah V, that's like a high street boots brand. They're in boots. They do loads of like smoothing body lotions and body washes if you're kind of spotty you know or on your back or anything like that um, and if you do suffer with anything like that in the back um, La Roche-Posay do a really good spray in a blue tin I'm trying to picture it now called Zero Zinc I think it's called so zinc is fantastic if you have any breakouts as well and you can spray that on your back it's really handy oh. yeah it's really good but I think there's a lot of pro- um, they are bringing out a lot more body products now because people are breaking out you know on their back or back of the arms um, anything with lactic acid will get rid of the bumps and then anything kind of with zinc or salicylic acid will get rid of the spots on the back and on the body. Your that's mind of information. <laughs> yeah, that's particularly important, I think, with the wedding dress because so many yes, dresses back, are backless, yeah. Yeah. you know, plunging neckline, mm-hmm. sleeveless, and it might be a look that you don't really wear in your ordinary exactly. life and you don't even mm-hmm. think or about or it. Or a low chest kind of or anything, you know, yeah. their sweetheart neckline or anything like that. So it's important, yeah. Yeah, we also actually had a question about your decolletage, how mm-hmm. to keep that looking good as well same tips really but be a lot less aggressive the skin is so much thinner around mm. here so much thinner and um, i wouldn't even really put the scrubby gloves there i'd be more going in with your um exfoliating like body wash and mm. um, it's really thin there and delicate the skin there so be super careful with it and then i guess if you're having like a summer wedding like tons of spf because that's the first place that will burn mm. and you do not want that mark you know no. for your wedding so again moisturize i'm really big fan of garnier for their body moisturizers they're really light and they're cheap as chips and you can lash them on the ground, yeah. And they soak in nicely. Then if you want something a bit thicker for the body, but at night time I'd go with a body oil. Clarins do a beautiful body oil as well. If you want something more luxurious, um Laura Mercier do really nice ones and the body shop do really good body waters as well. And that's more for nighttime mm. because you're it's quite thick, so mm. you know, going to bed with your jammies on. Yeah. How do you feel about the more invasive treatments and often these get marketed to brides? And we're always, you know, a bit sceptical about <laughs> such marketing ploys. But is there any in particular that you're thinking? I- is there any that, like, you're a big fan of? Or um, are you talking Botox and things like that? Yeah, just anything yeah, that's... Yeah, or, I like, s- those, like, kind of scary peels that look frightening the next so, day. So, yeah, like, I've had tons of peels done, right? And 
if it's done properly, you never ever look like that. Okay, you oh. do look red. Have you heard of microneedling? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is not if you have active acne, you cannot needle over active acne; it will spread the bacteria. So this is if you have like acne scarring, chicken pox scarring, you know, deep little pittings mm-hmm. on the skin. Now, also if you have fantastic skin, still get needled. It is one of the most amazing <laughs> treatments you will ever have in your life. Get right? needled. That's get needled. Right. It's you, amazing. You need to make t-shirts. To it's say just that. get needled. It's just it's fantastic for the skin. It basically tricks the skin into thinking that it's damaged so that the skin produces collagen and when you produce collagen it like rushes to like pump it out and plump it out so it's just fab now what do you look like it's is it sore a little bit they do numb you before right with the needling and this is actually quite good you know if you have any on your back or anything like that scarring mm. they will do it there chest neck all that jazz and um, you need to be getting this done a good few months before like a good few months like talking about maybe six months before mm-hmm. and you do need two or three treatments it's not a trick or a ploy you do need two or three treatments and um, they numb you and you feel I don't really feel pain anymore because I've had that many treatments but you feel a little <laughs> bit of a, a little bit of I mean, pain but I'm, I'm fine with that once I know it's going to work um, and afterwards you look like you sat in the sun for a little bit too long yeah. you know like oh I fell asleep on the beach for an hour you know you look a bit sunburned and you feel hot and um, cold face cloths throughout the day it's gone down by the next day the heat has gone down in an hour or two and I'd kind of get it like on a, a Friday evening after work if I wasn't having a busy weekend, you know. Mm. Um, and then I found my skin did dry out, like wasn't really comfortable wearing makeup on it until maybe like day two or three afterwards. It really, really works as a treatment. IPL laser works as a treatment. That's great for if you have little marks or little red marks. Mm. Somebody asked about add-ons treatments as well. The um, the LED lighting yeah, and things yeah. like that. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The blue one is to get rid of bacteria in the skin. So that's great for acne. The red one is amazing. So if you get the needling and they add in the LED, the red light after, it's going to promote healing and it helps to promote collagen. So fantastic. It basically, if you've had a treatment done and you put the LED on it, it speeds up the recovery time. So they're fantastic. Botox, yeah, if it's going to make you happy, go for it. I've seen really good results. I think you don't want to look like you've had it done. You want to look fresh. I would be going to a doctor or a Botox doctor about a year in advance and talking about it because when you get Botox done, it takes a while for it to settle and work in the skin. So you don't see, people think I've had it done the next day I'll wake up. It could be like two weeks before, maybe a bit longer before it's settled into the skin and worked. Um, So like, you know, in about three weeks, someone will say, God, you look very fresh. You know, (laughs) and that's when it's kicked in. Yeah. Go to places, what my recommendation would be. Find people that, somebody knows because I wouldn't go to like a hairdresser unless somebody has recommended them to me mm. or like you know read the reviews online get good feedback do your research you know um, and yeah you'll definitely there. I think there is fantastic fantastic treatments out there um, and a lot more places are doing them but make sure that the right place is doing them and they're doing them properly you know and you're going about this, you know, maybe thinking about it a year before, six months yeah, before, definitely. not leaving it too late. Oh, God, no. I mean, you won't even see, like, anything you do with the skin, it takes two to three weeks to see it in the skin anyway because right. it has to work from the basal layer up. So this is like you want to be getting some of these treatments done a good few months. Botox probably start, like, going to a doctor maybe six months to a year before just to get their advice. I'm not obviously a Botox doctor, but I, I have seen really good results. You know, especially like people are really worried about oh I you know, some people get like braces for their wedding. Um or some people say, I just really hate that that middle line when I frown, you know? Um the Botox will soften it, you know? Mm. Um and then people were asking about baby Botox. Baby Botox is the same thing. It's just um a smaller amount in a smaller area. That's all it is. Okay. Yeah. 
And what about the peels? Someone asked her, skin peels worth the money? Amazing, yeah, amazing. And, you know, they'd be tailored to whether you have redness, rosacea, or whether you have acne. And they're always going to be, like, a higher percentage than what's over the counter. Um, yeah. They really do work. They do. Um, so that, like, burnt look. Like, the like from an acid Sex peel. in the city. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So that doesn't happen? No, it doesn't happen. Oh, okay. And if it does, they're doing something horrifically wrong. No, it should never happen. No. Oh, okay. I mean, you're going to be a little bit pink. You have had an acid on the skin. Yeah. But you're going to be pink. There's going to be erythema there, which is the heat and everything. Yeah. But, and the needling, like, I kind of went, oh, whoa. Like, I looked like I'd sat in the sun. And that was the reddest I'd been. I'd never, ever been that red from a peel. And it was a yeah. strong peel. No. And what they'll do with the peel is they'll go in and they'll put it on for, let's say, five or six minutes. And then the next four weeks you go in or six weeks, they'll go, okay, we're going to go for eight minutes this time. They build it up, you know. Mm. They're not just going to go in hell for leather, you know, because that's totally irresponsible. It'll build, they'll build it up and they'll build up the strength and the time that it's used. Yeah. And this next question, I think everyone is kind of worried about this. What if you feel like you've done everything you can and mm-hmm. then four days before the wedding, you get a huge pimple? Because you're stressed. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because you're stressing that your skincare routine wasn't comprehensive enough. Um, what so like let's say it is a bit of a yeah a huge spot um, facial massage will help so if you know those really sore kind of ones that mm. are hormonal stress ones definitely massage it into the face and it will actually recede within a, maybe 24 hours it will recede what else do you want you want in your arsenal a product called niacinamide and um, the ordinary do this this is amazing. It um, calms down the skin, so it's great for inflammation in the skin, which the spot is going to be. I'd even get an ice cube on this and kind of just okay. try to take the heat out of it and take it down. Um, what else did you do? Massage it, niacinamide, and you want a little bit of salicylic acid. Um, the ordinary, I'm just saying that because I know they do them separately, individually, mm-hmm. and I kind of at home mix a bit of this and mix a bit of that because I know what I need. If you suffer with spots, have salicylic and niacinamide in your little kit ready to go in case anything happens that week yeah don't be putting loads of makeup on it just kind of keep it clean the area okay don't be scrubbing at it and do not squeeze at it because that's going to make it 10 times worse um, oh, it's you, so hard you do not want to be seeing blood because the minute you see blood you're going to start scarring okay. so you don't want to be doing that yeah you don't want to anger it no you don't even you want to take it down yeah exactly do not put pseudocreme on it no no way. You want salicylic acid on it, niacinamide. Like if you look, I think Mario Badushku, or I think that's his name, he's one of those brands. He also, I think online, it will say like his spot um, clearing gel. And if you go in and look at the ingredients and if you see salicylic acid, right, that's your man, that's what I need. Mm. And another thing is get to know your ingredients list and on an ingredients list, whatever is at the top, that's, so it has, if salicylic is at the top, it has a really uh, high strength of salicylic. If salicylic is down the bottom, oh, there's not enough salicylic acid in that. So you want it at the top. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> We're She's just like, mind like shell shock taking it all in. <laughs> We've had another like person who's started their question with help, okay. um, which I love because that would be me. Um, someone has asked... Uh, They've said, I've done nothing to prep my skin. The wedding is in six weeks. Now, <laughs> so much of what we've talked about, yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't recommend starting six weeks out. Oh, I mean, you have to, I mean, it's better than nothing. Okay. You know, definitely. I, like I said, get your routine. Maybe go to a salon and say, look, I need a, somebody to look at my skin and to give me, you know, a, a basic facial, like yeah. so to clean it, get, you know, the pores, maybe a little bit of extractions, hydrating face mask. I want a basic facial. I don't want anything invasive because it's in six weeks. Um, I don't think you should be starting loads of new products because you could react. So if you, you don't have problem skin, I'd say, well, stick to what you know. Definitely be cleansing the skin every night, double cleansing. Maybe throw an acetone in there because they're not going to be too strong. 
a good moisturizer serums are probably your hero for everybody as well because serums penetrate better so um i would spend like let's say people were saying on budget what would you spend on i'd spend my money on serums um and i'd kind of definitely go maybe like drugstore for like yeah your niacinamide or a moisturizer i like an expensive face mask because a hydrating one um you know i would say maybe get some nice eye gel if you suffer with eye bags and things like that you can get patchology do brightening ones i know that's we were saying about the dark circles as well they do help there is brightening eye creams um get into a routine and just yeah go and see what they say about your skin but if it's not if, if there's no problem with your skin continue what you're doing maybe you know maybe no just get a bit more with disciplined skin. with it yeah exactly yeah. yeah a bit more of a routine okay um this question is quite similar it's what's the cutoff for experimenting with new products or treatments yeah I just wouldn't be throwing anything in um see it's different for everybody but then I had I would do a lot of I do a lot of tans for brides okay I do a lot of spray tans for brides and I had this client last year and she went to a salon like so I wasn't a salon actually she went to a place um that sell you know these places that they sell the skincare but they might not not necessarily have the education behind the skincare um and she went and it was about eight months before the wedding and her skin was just up till about four weeks before the wedding it was still not the way it should have been because it took that long. They gave her really, really high strength products and she was using them all together and her skin didn't know if it was coming or going, you know. So I'd be really careful. I suppose like I would start off, yeah, a year with something like, let's say, your acids or, you know, your IPLs or whatever, your peels. Definitely a year before. A retinol, I'd probably be adding that in straight away. Um, Over the counter, they're not that high percentage and i'd be adding that into your night routine every night um yeah i just wouldn't risk it personally yeah i wouldn't risk it six months before like i wouldn't risk it okay it's good to know mm. um someone said that they have a hollow under the eyes they have a double line look do they yeah. mean bags i guess no no i know what this means it's like a little shelf that oh, kind of goes okay. in and the skin here kind of do you know it kind of looks hardened okay. maybe and it kind of sits out it's like a, a deep like sagging and like that there's fillers Okay. certain Botox doctors will do it I know the eye area is very delicate yeah and not a, lot, not a lot of people will touch it but there are certain doctors that will and they fill it with hyaluronic acid I think yeah okay um, so if you have the time to look into that yes but I mean around the eye area it is you know that does sound like something to do with the structure of the face rather than something you can pop a cream on for yeah it's not or, anything you pop a cream on yeah. I, if you're thinking of the fillers it's hyaluronic acid filler but obviously certain doctors do it and you'd have to look into that there'd be nothing in a, in a salon okay well that's good to know yeah. mm. so say it's the night before or the morning mm-hmm. of your wedding yes what should you be doing with your skin I'd be cleansing my face. I would be doing my little acetone. I would be spritzing my face. And then I'd be maybe putting on like a nice hydrating face mask. Some nice, you know, cooling under eye gel patches. Um, Presuming you have, I think nearly everybody gets a makeup artist now for their wedding. So they really do prep the skin a lot. You know, Mm. they know what to put on the skin. But yeah, definitely like a nice, your nice spritz, your caudally spritz. And definitely lip balm. Definitely lip balm. Um, Hand cream, that type of thing, you know. And, um... Yeah, I think those really those nice cooling eye patches are really nice, and they just kind of they can brighten up if you have because maybe you didn't sleep great the night before your wedding with the nerves. Mm. So like brightening eye patches and things like that. Yeah, I missed out on all of this when I got married. Oh, so did I. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gets it right the first no. wedding, right? No. <laughs> um, I feel like we've covered a lot there yeah. in terms of skincare. We want to ask about tan. Yes. People have asked when should you get your pre-wedding tan done. I think they mean like a spray tan yeah 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 
Um, it depends on when the wedding is. So let's say you're getting married on a Friday. You'd be okay to get your spray tan on the Thursday. But if you're getting married down in Cork on the Friday and you're from Dublin and you're traveling down on Thursday, then you're probably going to get it done on the Wednesday. Um, and it doesn't mean that you get your spray tan darker that day either because <laughs> that's what people, you know, tend to do. No. Um, yeah. Rain it in, everyone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you can get it done the day before. That's absolutely no problem. Most people do get it done the day before. Yeah. So many of the questions we got asked about uh, tan and I can totally relate are from people who are like I don't want to look too dark I'm not naturally tanned I don't yeah. have olive skin like I don't have mm-hmm. that look so a lot of women I think are very nervous yeah. about definitely get a trial like what I do is I would predominantly spray tan just people for their weddings and I would do a trial so uh, their hands they always get a spray for but then they're always like oh Kira lash on a good two or three sprays there so I'm like well that's not the trial for your wedding so you know then let's say their friend is getting married and they say right okay I'll get my, my wedding trial so definitely get a couple of trials because you need to know whether the tan will react with your skin well uh, you want to know if it wears off well because there's nothing worse than patchy tan and if you're going on honeymoon you want something that's going to come off nicely and not you know be coming off in patches when you're in a bikini on a honeymoon on a beach so um yeah, and then if you're super pale and you don't want a spray tan, you could get just a tinted body moisturiser with a tan in it. Okay. Um, and it's all, like, it's trial and error. So I'd be trying this a good few months before and see what you like. Um, I use Sienna X and Hishi. They're really good ones. And, yeah, I've sprayed kind of every type of skin tone and they work well on everybody. They don't develop too dark on people who are fair. And, you know, I always have... Um, there's an Irish bride I won't say her name she's famous <laughs> and she had a really bad spray tan and she came out and said that oh my god like I had her like at the time she loved it but then when she looks back in photos she's like oh my god I was orange so um, if I do have a bride who's like oh no I think it'll be okay to go really dark I just whip out this photo on my phone and I google the celeb <laughs> and I'm like this is what and she's like oh maybe no no we'll go we'll go natural so that's how you kind of can rein it in because you don't want to look like you've had a spray tan you want to look like you've glowy skin and you're just like super healthy you know you don't want to look tanned it's not the day to look tanned unless yeah. you're going abroad maybe because we just don't have the backdrop it's kind of pretty grey in Ireland a lot of the time the know? lighting the natural yeah, lighting in Ireland in particular good. and the UK as well is the same you know we the universe can't light us the way we no. need to yeah. be lit for that so level of tan yeah. less is more you know yeah. and, the, and the overall tan it's really just to give you that glow and people like getting the spray tan because when they are gone on honeymoon then they're like oh great I feel great you know I have a little mm. bit of a tan but it's not so dark that it's going to wear off dreadfully you know yeah um, how do you best prep your skin for the tan? Exfoliation and moisturise. And if again you have any bumpy skin, something with a lactic acid in it, like I've said, the scrubby gloves. Cheap on the day you don't moisturise though, oh, right? Oh, God, no. If there's no moisturising or exfoliating on the day, no. Um, and your therapist, if she is spraying you on the day of your tan, she'll prep your elbows, knees and ankles with like the tiniest amount of moisturiser and we know how much to moisturise the hands. You know, we might go in with a bit of moisturiser mm. whereas if you put like t- uh, moisturiser everywhere that w- when you get sprayed it will turn out green. Whereas we know certain areas what to do and how much to use mm. so it's fine. And you shouldn't have deodorant on. No, right. that. I mean it turns out green and you'll panic. It's It does wash out but you're better off not even going there. Um, and loose dark clothing and flip-flops. Everybody seems to forget flip-flops. Someone asked about how do you make sure that your tan photographs well? I don't really know. Yeah, I, I saw this question. I don't really know because it's not like it's makeup, if that makes sense. There's not like yeah. a flashback in it with some makeup. You never have tan and then in the photos you have a really white face. Yeah, but that's your makeup. Oh. That's not the tan. That's because you have an SPF in the makeup and that's flashback in the makeup. Okay. Yeah. 
a lot of a couple of the MAC makeups have that a lot of makeups have actually stopped putting the SPF in in the foundations because that's what's given flashback okay yeah so should you on the day avoid SPF on your actual wedding day well your makeup artist presumably will know what to be using and they're kind of versed in they know what makeups don't have flashback what foundations don't have flashback mm-hmm. in them that's nothing to do with your tan that's to do with your foundation I would always say as well especially if you don't break out get a light spray on your a very 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 a trickle of tan on your face a light spray just to blend it in with the body mm-hmm. to make it easier for the makeup artist but they'll know but no that's to do with SPF and flashback in the uh-huh. foundation so trust in your glam squad basically, yeah, basically. Choose, choose your choose well. people well and then another listener has written in to say, I have open pores on my legs, mm-hmm. so tan doesn't ever look good advice. An ice cube, a cold ice cube, run that over the legs oh. and it closes the pores before your tan. So I'd probably do it about half an hour before your, sp- your tan or spray tan or whatever. Um, rub the cold ice cube. You get this a lot of the time from shaving as well. You know, if yeah. you're constantly shaving, you're constantly opening the pores. Mm. So the really cold ice cube, it's not really nice, but I have to do it all over, kind of from the knee down and then just pat it dry and then in about 10 minutes then apply your your tan that's, that's very, very nice clever mm-hmm. yeah. uh, someone has asked does fake tan stain wedding dresses it can do a little bit like you know under the arms mm. or on the inside I remember on my wedding dress a tiny bit on the inside it com- it washes out you know go and get your, your dress dry clean straight away anyway to pre- you know you'll probably be doing that anyway to prevent the dirt and you want to sell it or put it up or whatever and it comes out it comes out easily yeah. and someone also asked about antiperspirants if there's any that you would recommend Mitchum is a really good one and I use roll-ons I just find they don't kind of give you that you know you can kind of be sticky and sweaty and everything so Mitchum is a really really good one yeah and they have a couple of nice scents yeah in boots amazing so we had some questions about nails yes Yes. Um, same idea about the timeline so I guess a lot of people Mm want to know like what order you do things in the week of so when should you get your mani-pedi done if you have really short hair growth and you get ages out of your waxing, get it done the week before the wedding. Get it out of the way, mm-hmm. right? But if, like me, and your hair grows super fast, let's say I'm getting married on a Friday. So on the Monday, I'd get my waxing done, my tinting of my eyebrows, tinting of my lashes, my pedicure done that day. And then, like, on the Thursday, I'd probably get my hands done, nails, and my spray tan. Because you're leaving okay. the nails fresh then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas your toes, whether it's shellac or normal, they're gonna that's going to last for ages, especially a normal polish. People always say, do I need shellac on my toes, on my hands? I don't think you do. It's, it's preference. Mm. But regular polish, when it's done properly and dried properly, it lasts forever on your toenails. So on the Monday, I'd probably be getting my waxing, my tinting, all of that jazz pedicure. And then on the Thursday, your tan and your, your manicure or your, your shellac on your nails, so that's fresh. Mm. Yeah. Someone asked, do you have any tips for finding a good nail salon? But I think that could probably apply to any kind of salon. Just, I suppose, like, if you want something, like, different, you know, with, like, gold in the on the tips or something. Okay. Maybe that not every nail, you know, beauty salon would do. Maybe just rev- go and see what the salon looks like. Go read reviews, you know. And um, there's a loads of nail bars that are into art, so it depends what you're into, you know. But I definitely just maybe get a recommendation or go online and look at the reviews of the salon mm-hmm. and you'll find it quick enough whether they're good, you know. Instagram, I guess, is a good way yeah, as well for really finding good. what they do. Exactly, yeah. And give them maybe like a test out. Yeah, exactly, you know? yeah. If you're going to someone's wedding or you're going on a night out, go in and get your nails done, you know. Yeah. Um, what are your tips for prepping your feet for your wedding? Um, foot scrub is nice. If it's in like the heat and things like that, a peppermint foot scrub is gorgeous on the feet. Um, I suppose just like, again, make sure that you're moisturising your feet because a lot of people leave their feet out, you mm. know. Um, what a really good tip is, let's say you have dry skin and that underneath, so scrub them with a scrubby glove or with, you can get those little loofah things for your feet, you know. 
um, and let's say you're at home I'd put loads of like a thick body butter on and you know just like the fluffy socks from pennies mm. put them on over your feet if you can stick it in bed stick it in bed sometimes I kick them off it's too warm and that just really kind of acts like a foot mask so it's really nice um, maybe like get a pedicure a few months before the wedding to get the nails and the cuticles prepped you know, and they can say, well, your your nails are in great nick or whatever. Nail oils are fantastic. Um, doesn't have to be expensive. Pharmacies have almond oil. That's really good for your nails. Uh, you know, coconut oil, anything like that mm. that you can find even in your press. The coconut oil, um, push that up into the cuticles. You want to always push the products up into the cuticles of the nails because that's what actually feeds the nail bed. Oh. So that's where you push it all in there and that feeds it with its nutrients. So Great. <laughs> um, you mentioned there that you don't think necessarily shellac or semi semi permanent mm-hmm. is necessary always for toes no but for fingernails would you say it's a safer bet i'd say it's a safer bet for longevity and then if you're going you're flying straight away a day or two later and you want your nails done and all the photographs you know definitely um yeah i think i think it's just people are always not necessarily the extensions and that kind of went down a little bit and they're kind of back in nail art and that is back in but for weddings it's definitely shellac and um like those kind of like nice nudie pinks and creams and whites are actually quite popular as well mm. on the nails for the weddings, you know. But yeah, I think it's a safer bet. It's going to last ages, you know. And in terms of the style and the mm-hmm. colour that you're going to do on your fingernails, would you say in general it's good to stick with something fairly neutral, fairly safe? I think it is, but I mean, it depends on your personality. If you want to go for something crazy, go for something crazy. It depends on your style as well. Yeah. Um, but something neutral will just carry you through a lot more events, I suppose. And, you know... um. If you're going with an orange on your nails, it might not necessarily wear off that well or grow out that well. Mm. Whereas if it's a neutral, they tend to grow out and you don't really notice the regrowth, especially mm. if you're away and they're growing out really fast, you know, so. And it will work for like your day two outfit, exactly. whatever it is and whatever your mini moon or honeymoon yeah. plans are. So on to waxing, tinting, lashes and mm-hmm. brows. Is it possible to get your lashes and brows naturally fuller in time for a wedding? Yeah, I mean... You can do, I suppose, just to put the tweezers down is the main thing with the brows. Mm. Um, try, like, literally throw it out so that you're not even tempted to. <laughs> to I just, this is like putting the chocolate cake in the yeah. bin, isn't it? <laughs> you know what it's like if you're there and next to all you're like, oh, that one, that one, and next to all you've nothing left, you know? So I literally don't own a tweezers. I just will not have it there. Um, in my professional kit, I obviously have tweezers, but not in my, I keep it far away from me. <laughs> um, because I just will go hell for leather and I would have quite thin ends. You can use a thing, Boots Do It, and it's in the baby section. It's, I think it's zinc and castor oil. It's like a nappy cream. Hmm. And uh, some very well-known brow artist told me about that. And it does work, yeah, it does work. Especially when my ends are quite thin. Um, so just put a little bit on a cotton bud and before you go to bed, maybe just kind of comb it through, you know, or brush it through the brows. Lashes, there's loads of things, um like Revitalash and things like that. I've never tried them. I know a couple of people who've tried them and it works maybe for one and not for the other. Extensions are really popular still for people. If you don't want to commit to extensions, you can do the, um, you know, the the strip lashes that the makeup artist will provide on the day. Mm. Um, And sometimes what's really pretty is if you get the makeup artist to... Because sometimes, like, I have quite small eyes, so if I get a strip lash, I kind of look just so silly and it looks very heavy, like butterfly wings near me. So they can actually cut the strip in half Mm. and use, you know, like the thicker fuller end and then just put it, like, from the middle out. So it's just kind of elongating the eye and kind of nearly getting the cat eye nearly, yeah. Mm. That's really pretty. LVL lashes are super, super popular. They're the, the perming. Yeah. They're amazing. They last about like eight, they say six weeks. It's about eight to ten weeks to get out of them. Yeah, and that's a big a, fan. Yeah, that's a curl and a perm. And it's actually not great if you do want extensions or lashes because they're super curly so that the lash won't sit on top of them. So that's more if you want to keep things au naturel. And I loved them because 
especially if you're on honeymoon they just look like you're so pretty and your eyes are awake but lashes and extensions um, are still really popular and your extensions if they're done properly by a professional they should last way into your honeymoon you know straight lash will come off that night so you don't have to be dealing with it the next All day right. so both good options yeah yeah and on the week of the wedding itself if you're mm-hmm. getting your brows done mm-hmm. should you let them pluck your eyebrows or should you go for wax or what's safer wax probably is going to give you a cleaner so you know if you have those fine downy hairs like mm. the baby fluffy ones underneath but just be like well i'm presuming you're going to go to somebody that you're going to be going to a long time because you're going to get your prep really well now yeah mm-hmm. yeah so you're going to know your therapist <laughs> and they're going to know not to butcher your eyebrows yeah and just say look i just want the underneath tidied up and usually like we do wax and then you know you really only tweeze and the ones that don't really come out with the wax mm. you know um threading is a really good option for some people but i know some people can break out in the little bumps from that as well um yeah you can definitely tweeze but i i mean you'd be saying like just a little bit just to tidy up and yeah. wax will give you that bit of it a cleaner um, and if you're using vitamin a make sure that they're using a barrier cream before they wax you because you can lift off the top layer of skin yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah so just you know if you're on just a certain brand product that's out at the minute and a lot of people are wearing it and their moisturizer contains vitamin a so yeah. make sure to tell them i am using a product with vitamin a in it mm. yeah and onto bikini waxes what are you finding are the most common for brides they do go with kind of like um brazilians or hollywoods because yeah. they're usually going on some type of beach or yeah. honeymoon and they're going to be in a bikini and i suppose you just don't want anything popping out and surprising anybody <laughs> on, on the beach so they kind of say well even if they wouldn't usually get that yeah they do a trial maybe for their hens or you know and then mm-hmm. You're going in and just getting a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's not really a trend, to be quite honest. It's just, even if you have somebody that always gets a certain bikini, they just, just take a little bit more because I'm going to be wearing a bikini. So mm. Brazilians and Hollywoods are still quite popular, yeah. With a lot of these things, it kind of sounds like what you're comfortable with. Exactly. In your mm-hmm. day-to-day. Exactly. You know, before you get Yeah, like there's no trend as such, you know, yeah. a way to go. I just think people always say, oh, we'll take off a little bit more because they're going on honeymoon. That's about it, yeah. Yeah. We also had a couple of questions from grooms. Um, oh, yeah. Somebody asked, what treatments should men look at having done pre-wedding? For their face? Yeah. I mean, their, their skin is no different, men or women. Like, you know, we both need the same. They both need hydration, probably. They might not have had a good regime. So I'd say if they even get a nice, um, like, exfoliating face wash or, you know, like something brightening. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to have a beard or not. Maybe if they go and get a nice hot towel shave, that's great can, for really exfoliating the mm. skin and treating the skin. Um, I've had a couple of uh, grooms to be come in to get their nails done, to get a manicure, because maybe they know that their hands are going to be in photos and like they've really thick cuticles and things mm. like that. You know, you know. So um, I've had a couple, not many, but um, a lot of grooms come in and get their back waxed. Okay. A lot of that for the wedding. And it's important to actually get a trial for that because a lot of men, if they have never had it waxed before, they can actually break out really bad. Um, they could be, you know, allergic to the type of wax or something like that. Um, and then a lot of the time you do break out in little bumps on the back and it does calm down. But it could take a week for some and it could take two weeks for some. And then the second time it's usually fine. But I definitely be getting that done a couple of months to test out the waters with it, you know. And definitely always do patch testing for your waxing and tinting and things like that. And I guess for any guys who maybe don't get beauty treatments mm-hmm. or have never yeah. got one before mm-hmm. or indeed a lot of brides who maybe this is the first time yeah. they're getting into all this can you reassure them that beauty therapists have seen everything and there's nothing to oh be embarrassed oh my god <laughs> I've seen like everything lads like I've seen <laughs> everything I mean yeah there's just don't even no sure there's no shame no nothing everything goes out the window so it's grand I've seen everything and as well like 
like that's the other thing if your beauty therapist makes you feel awkward or embarrassed or anything leave you know yeah. they're, they're not there to do that they're there to do their job and mm. we've seen everything we're professionals and if someone says oh i get it a lot like oh god you know i'm getting a tan i'll just don't i'm like you look great you know people beat themselves up every client that i have nearly beats them oh god i really you know and they're trying to hide and i'm like seen everything before and when you're spray tanning I'm not looking at the body I'm making sure the tan is going on perfectly to be honest mm. you know so they're just another canvas it's just another canvas <laughs> it's just another body and I'm literally looking at you know we're not streaking and we're patching and how we're going so you know if you ever feel like you're being even sold down the line you know for the bottom line for products like the list of products you know of course we recommend products it doesn't mean you have to go and buy every single product mm. If you ever feel like that, I would leave and find somewhere else that makes you feel comfortable. You know, go with your gut. You know mm. how you feel and if you trust the person. Go with your gut always. You should be feeling confident with them and secure and safe with them, yeah. It's a great place to wrap it up. Kira, I think you need your own podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just for the sheer volume of information that's in that head of yours. Thank you. But thank you so much for helping us. I'm sure we'll get many, many follow-up questions. We will. Thank you for having me. And if you want to follow Kira on Instagram, she's a great follow. Uh, you can find her at Kira underscore Noah underscore Via. And you'll find lots of photos of her gorgeous kids as well as more beauty tips as well. That was wonderful. Thank, Thank you. you so much. One fab day, listener dilemmas. Each week on the podcast, we pull a listener dilemma from our digital mailbag and try to provide some guidance, which will hopefully be helpful to other listeners who are in the same boat. Claire, you've got our listener question this week. Yes. Um, this listener writes, I'm not coming with an exciting question about my upcoming nuptials as they are no longer going ahead. I collected my wedding dress in September and by the end of October, my fiancé told me he had changed his mind. I now have an unused, unworn, unaltered couture gown sitting in my wardrobe that I cannot sell. The price was 3595 and I've already reduced it to €3,000 but to no avail. I have an advert on sellmywedding.ie and I've contacted a number of bridal boutiques which have been reluctant to sell my gown. The only place that has come back to me said the highest they would offer to sell it for is €2,000. Any tips on where I can get the most for my dress? I don't want to sell it for half price. So this is tricky because obviously this person understandably is in no mood to be navigating the world of forums and wedding dress selling Mm. um, at this time because, you know, it's a tricky time. This is hard. Like... Really, what you have to think of is the potential buyer for your dress. And if you're only saving them a couple of hundred euro, they're probably not going to be attracted by that offer. They're going to want to just go to the boutique and have the boutique experience. Yeah. So I wouldn't say 3000 is really a realistic number to expect. No, because a lot of what went into the price of your dress was the fact that you got it in the size that you wanted. It was probably made... Not necessarily made to measure, but made to order. And yeah, again, the whole boutique experience. So generally, I think for a secondhand wedding dress, even if it hasn't been worn, it would need to be at least a 30 to 50% discount to entice any buyers. And I know that's not necessarily what you want to hear when you've spent so much money, but that's kind of the market and how it is. Yeah, and like we're saying this because it might save you time in, you know, putting loads of effort into selling this dress like I'm not confident you'll get 3,000 for it so that's why we say 30 to 50% will increase your chance of getting some of your money back mm. um, rather than you know having that money be out of your account for years while you hope that you find the right buyer um, you could try getting in touch with the boutique as well and explain the situation maybe you've done that already but it's always worth a go yeah They're, or directly to the designer as yeah, well they're not like obliged really to 
to do anything for you but they might have some ideas mm. um that's always worth doing particularly if they have a sample sale coming up um you could ask if they'll take it for that Ireland doesn't really have the same spaces online as the US have a lot of really good bridal resale sites mm. um so obviously you're in Ireland so I think places like Depop are really good Depop Depop I think Depop are really good then the likes of adverts and done deal it might not be where you think people are looking for a wedding dress but you never know also it'll mean those sites rank very well so if someone's just searching on google those sites will throw it up yeah and also have a look in any relevant facebook groups as well and there are often a lot of groups for people buying and selling things to do at weddings so you might be able to find something there definitely think about how you're listing it so you're trying to get people to find it. Mm. So you have to think about the keywords. So make sure you have the designer included, the boutique where you bought it and as much description as you can and describe it even if you're saying the same thing in three different ways. So say it's a boho wedding dress. You want to say boho, bohemian, alternative, alternative eclectic, eclectic, cool, cool modern, long sleeve, whatever describes it, sequined, backless use as many descriptive words as you can so that it throws up in as many searches as possible and try and include the name of the dress if it has one as well like they're often um named after female names or sometimes it's a a code number yeah but it's worth using that as well and the size information as well is useful yeah Um, but yeah best of luck and i really hope you're able to sell it Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hi, Ross. Hi, Ross. Take the Emily. Take the Rachel. Take the Rachel. Step away from the spreadsheets. Almost every couple hits a day, week or entire month where wedding planning gets a little overwhelming and they just need a break. Which is why we recommend a new non-wedding thing to do every week. So Selena, it's your turn. What have you got for us today? So my recommendation this week is to book tickets for a pop-up restaurant. Love this one. Um, so the reason why I love this is because pop-up restaurants tend to give you an opportunity in your area or city 
to eat the kind of food that you can't get every day of the week. Mm. So the one that me and my other half booked this week is for an Ethiopian um, pop-up that's happening in Dublin. Now, we've eaten Ethiopian food lots in different cities and we really like it. But as far as I know, there's no Ethiopian restaurant per se in Dublin. If you know of one, send it out. Please send me the link. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Um, If it's your auntie's house, like, I'm sorry, I probably can't come to her house (laughs) and eat it, but I I would love to. Um... (laughs) So, yeah, so I I just think it's a great way to try and, I mean, broaden your food horizons, Mm. but kind of get that fix for the food that maybe isn't in your area. Mm. Um, And they can be great crack as well. They're often, they're usually in maybe something that functions as like a cafe during the day or a cool event space. Uh, You're often thrown together with other people and you meet people and you get chatting. Yeah, they can often be like a supper club set up where it's very small, intimate dinner. Yeah, so I just love this one. Um, it feels a bit more special to go somewhere completely new, I think. You mm-hmm. know, we all have our restaurants that we like to go to for special occasions or for a random spontaneous Friday night. But a pop-up does feel like a bit more like a date or a night out yeah. to me. No, I like this one for getting out of a restaurant rush, which I think we're all guilty of falling into. I mean, I basically have three Chinese restaurants that I go to all the time. <laughs> so I'm branching out this week. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. And that's a wrap on this week's episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please spread the word and send a link to a friend, work colleague or someone you know getting married. We'd also love it if you could rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It goes a long way towards helping new listeners find us. If you've got a wedding planning question or you simply want to get in touch, drop us an email at hello at onefabday.com or slide into our DMs. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. And please don't forget to visit us over at onefabday.com. This month, we've been covering wedding dress shopping extensively with lots of tips and inspiration for finding your dream dress. So make sure to check us out. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast.